Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Dave Kilfoyle from Mobilize Networks. Dave, it's really nice to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Very excited. So tell me a bit about yourself, about your company, what you're up to. Yeah, you already hit it. I'm Dave Kilfoyle from Mobilize Networks. I'm the Director of Marketing and Demand Gen over here at Mobilize. I oversee all of the marketing activities that we do, paid programs, communications, branding, so on, as well as the demand gen activities, just making sure our marketing's hitting, right? It's kind of that bridge between sales and marketing. We need to make sure that whatever we're doing is helping sales convert their numbers as well. Nice. Very cool. So what does marketing look like in your space? Who are you going after? Who's your ICP? What are some yeah. of the big areas of focus and all that stuff? Yeah, marketing is being defined this year for us. I will say we frequently grasp at a lot of straws and, and this year we're really taking a more targeted approach. So targeting on verticals and making sure that in those verticals, there's always sub industries that we could focus on a little bit more. And so it's really taking a look at what have we done historically? What is converting for us on the sales side? And how can we just build upon that on the marketing side? We focus on the association space, nonprofits, corporate, VC, PE accelerators as well. Basically anyone that has a membership audience that would like to develop a professional community and allow for a home base for them to further their discussions beyond what might just be your annual meeting or your daily meetings, right? More of a friendly home base. Um, so we're being much more targeted in our approach, targeting to those folks, the people at them that are the decision makers and our key buyer personas and casting a more targeted net rather than doing that broad-based generating as many leads as we possibly can. Smaller numbers are okay as long as the quality is good. Absolutely. Now, yeah. what sorts of areas of focus do you have this last quarter of the year, the next year? I know like from a high level, companies are doing like brand awareness, thought leadership. Yeah. Others are doing growth and demand and maybe SEO, pay-per-click, part of those. Or any area that you're like, hey, we're really spearheading things over in this spot? Yeah, if I say yes, does that cover it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We're doing all of those. I would say we're really targeting towards building up more customer stories and more case studies. I'll get into this probably a little later, but it's listening to our customers and developing our stories, our customer stories are really helping us leverage our marketing materials more so. Nice. That's a lot of fun. I like it. With that, what sorts of platforms are you focusing on? Obviously, I think a lot of folks are focusing on things like LinkedIn, but I've heard others focus on sending things through the postal service and you know even email. So is there yeah. any like one you're like, hey, this one's really driving a lot of results for us? Yeah. Email is definitely big for us. I think just as we grow more and we start to become more involved in industry events and even partner programs, we're building up that database constantly. And so being able to reach out to that database through customized emails or promote our customer stories, email's big. I also think LinkedIn, Zoom Info, and Google are big programs for us because they allow us to develop those targeted approaches. And I sat in a session at Inbound 2022 just a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, and one of the sessions was around LinkedIn advertising and it kept saying, don't go to those broad audiences anymore. And I fell into that trap. I used to run programs at another company I worked at and it was always develop the highest number of audience count possible. 
And it was, I would do a program and run a couple of filters and say, wow, there's 30,000 people here that I can reach out to. I can do better. And then I get to 250,000 and be proud of it. And now as I look at it, I'm going, what am I doing? That's just casting that wide net still. And if I can get to a couple thousand where I know I'm getting in front of the right people and I can have 14 <laughs> filters put on it, it sounds a little ridiculous, but I know my money, my CPL might be a little bit higher, but I know my money is being spent on good quality. And that's important to me. Absolutely. Leads are a little more expensive, but they probably convert at a much higher rate. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And email, is that stuff like newsletters and content, all this, or is it like a outbound, maybe like automated or manual? Like, Yeah, there's a little of both. So there's definitely that the, the manual outbound email where sometimes it's automated through a sequence, but sometimes it's manual. You need to provide that personal touch and you need to provide that personal interaction where someone doesn't see something that comes through with an unsubscribe button going, great, I'm just in your list. <laughs> I think the other thing is a couple of different strategies in the, let's just call it database email marketing, right? Where it is the customer newsletters, it is the product newsletters, it's your general database, product announcement, product features, or even just promoting your content, right? The blogs, the customer success stories, the ebooks, the white papers, all of that definitely helps paint a more holistic picture about the content we're putting out there. And we see some pretty high conversion rates come through there. I love that. What does that content piece look like from the messaging of the emails to even maybe some of the content you're sharing, action items you're driving, all that stuff? Yeah. Which are the high drivers? Yeah. Like what is a typical like email look like for you in terms of sure. content? And then where are you driving people? Obviously, I think everyone wants demos and sales <laughs> meetings and all that, but I've heard others are like, hey, we're just driving a lot of event attendance through email, for example. Right. It would depend on what the goal of the email is, right? If it's an invite to a webinar, definitely that action item, that CTA is going to be driving towards getting registrations. If it's something about downloading an asset, your CTA is going to be download the asset here. However, we just did last week, we attended an event where it was a very secluded audience, but we knew that our content would resonate to more people than just those that would be at the conference. And we put out an email to our general audience and said, this content is valuable, provided a couple snippets of what our speaking engagement was going to be about. We can't really drive a CTA to say register now or watch the events because they're not going to be there with us. So we drive it to talk to our expert. And it's a direct link into booking time with our team who helped that customer and that success story that we were talking about at the conference helps them firsthand to grow the way they did. So we're providing them that inside asset to say, come talk to us. And we actually did. We got a handful of meetings from it when typically we wouldn't because we would never reach out to a general audience for an event that had such a small network. And I think maybe three customers would be there, right? We would never do Mm -hmm. that, but try something new. It's all about testing and trying this year. Absolutely. Are uh, the emails you're sending out like heavily branded type of emails or is it just like plain text and like really scrappy? Like what does that look like? We keep it interactive. So keep a lot of links in there. Make sure that people have resources throughout that isn't just text. Drive them to somewhere else. That's the goal of the email. 
provide them something that's going to tease and pique their interest to drive them to somewhere else that they're going to get much more information and more detail, which is what they want. You want to just entice them a little bit. It's visual. We always provide a visual, a graphic that resonates with the content and as brief text as possible, but as detailed as possible without being like, I just received a four paragraph email. I'm not reading this and I'm not going to click through because I don't want to know anything more. Keep it brief. Everyone's time is valuable. Yeah. That kind of leads into my next thought is what platforms are really helping with this whole approach? Do you drive them out to YouTube to watch a video or is it your own website or some other platform I'm not thinking of? Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure there are thousands of platforms that I don't even know about, but we try to drive as much as we can back to our assets and back to our home base and just being able to help educate us as a company in terms of what do people actually spend time reading? What are they looking at? What do they enjoy? What keywords are driving them in? Given that I'm marketing and demand generation, analytics is always the name of the game for me. So if I can pull data and understand this customer journey and how people are being attracted to us and what's making them engage with us and convert, that's important. So the more I can drive to my home base, that's going to help me be impactful in the work that we do one week, two weeks, three months down the road. Absolutely. So there's this concept of B2B companies marketing sort of like a media company and all these emerging podcasts, LinkedIn, videos, all this kind of stuff. Is that something you guys are thinking about at all or that might tie in with some of the email stuff you're doing and all that? Or is that not something you're that's on your radar right now? <laughs> We've thought about it. We've been asked a couple of times from higher powers as to when we're going to get a TikTok, but <laughs> you have to know your audience, right? And for us, we haven't seen a value in our end user or in our customers to say that that's the approach that we need to take. I think participating in podcasts like this, where we talk about the importance of demand gen and revenue marketing, and then participating in other ones that talk about why communities are so important for professional networks and associations, and more acting like a thought leader on external podcasts where maybe the lift is somewhere else, we find that more important. And really, the second that we own it, we have to have the network to reach out to. And I always think that there's there are broader networks that we could reach out to. What Absolutely. publications are these people looking at? What websites are they paying attention to or listening to every day? Let's reach out to them. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to people on all sides of the spectrum where one guy was like, we're just doing the absolute basics and we're crushing it and all that. And I've met others that are like on TikTok and the next platform and they're making a documentary series and all that. So very interesting (laughs) to get all perspectives. You got to do what works for you. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's talk about measurement, tracking, attribution, analytics, all that kind of stuff. So what sorts of tools are you using? What's important? I think obviously pipeline is everyone's goal at the end of the day, but what are things and tools you're using to track that? It may be beyond pipeline. What are key indicators of success for you guys? Yeah. Pipeline's a big one, obviously. That's always a big one. You want to make sure that whatever you're doing and the dollars you're spending are going to turn back into dollars here on our end, right? I think for the most part, we keep it simple. 
Yeah, we look at GA, Google Analytics. We look at Salesforce reporting and do some data mining in there. And then we pull it all together through Google Data Studio. It's really just keep it simple. You can pull so many different assets and so many different portals and platforms into one area that is going to help you understand it all. And that's what we do. We're a small team, so we don't need to overcomplicate things. And I have that a degree in marketing and a degree in math. So that kind of creative, but also analytical mindset steps in whenever I'm looking at data. And so data mining is a huge thing for me. And the more that I can do that in these reports and understands the effectiveness of what I'm doing on the marketing side, it's important, but really just keep it simple. There's way too many platforms that will try to sell you otherwise. And sometimes they're necessary. Sometimes they're not. You can do again, what's right for you. Absolutely. Let's wrap up with attribution. So there's many different thoughts on how this should be thought of and tracked and all this. What do you think of attribution and trends in that and just in general, how you should view it? Yeah, I think attribution is extremely important. That's how you're going to measure the effectiveness of what you're doing and the return that you're getting. I actually just had a conversation of this at the end of Q3, excuse me, and the start of Q4, we're right in that time period, right? And as a demand gen leader and working with the revenue team frequently, it was a busy time. It's a very busy time for us. So you're going through those pain points and you're going through that final quarter end push. And the questions all turn around to what are we going to do next quarter? And I, I go back to my attribution model and I say, well, let's look at what actually converted. Where are my qualifying touches? Not just on what converted to pipeline or close one deals. And not the start of the funnel, right? Not that either. Not just what, what drove leads in on this maximum quantity, but what was the quality? Where's that middle ground? Where, when you look in the middle of the funnel, those MQLs, those meetings, and then what's converting to an opportunity, how do your conversion rates look there? And that's where you really get into that sweet spot of understanding what programs you're doing on the marketing side that are driving the good quality and how can you leverage that. Conversion rates are big. And the more that you have a more detailed attribution model that you understand and that your team understands, you'll be able to define those conversion rates and better perform quarter over quarter. Absolutely. Can't agree more. Well, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast. Really appreciate you sharing all your wisdom and insights on this. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely.